very warm welcome, dear listener. This is Radio Maria, and this is Just Life with me, Tim Hutchinson. I will be facilitating today's broadcast. And um, a little while ago, I came across a band, um, listened to their music, and they were called Ordinary Time. And I thought, now that is a very interesting name. And then I listened to the music and I thought, wow, that is really beautiful, really interesting music. And I thought it would be lovely to have them on Radio Maria. And that is exactly what I'm doing today. So today I have two members of the band called Ordinary Time, Jill and Ben. Hello, Jill. Hi, thank you for having us. <laughs> lovely to have you. And hello, Ben. Hello, thank you for having us. And I imagine, I, I'm told there's another member of the band who can't make it today, unfortunately. There is Peter. He is in Vancouver, Canada, but busy today, unfortunately. Okay. And and the two of you are in different places as well. Tell us where you are, Ben, starting with you. Yeah, I'm just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, um, okay. across the pond. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's where I live and work. And Jill, yourself? And I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Uh, in the U.S. Yep. Maryland. Lovely. Great. That's cool. And um, when I saw the name of the band, I was like, that's clever, Ordinary Time. And I immediately thought that you guys were a Catholic band, but you're actually not a Catholic band, are you? We are not. No. Um, many people think it's either we're Anglican or we're Catholic. It's a liturgically influenced name, but right. um, we come from varying Protestant traditions ourselves. And I imagine you had a lot of people saying, thinking it's some kind of musical excuse me, some kind of musical pun or something like that when they see it? Uh, we try to downplay that impression, but yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and, and a lot of our listeners don't, you know, don't come from liturgical traditions either, so they just have never heard the term. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun to be able to talk about what ordinary time is and how that season of the church calendar is influenced by and gets its gets its numbers by it's just numbered time that's um rooted in the story of christ and yeah. so many days after easter so many days after pentecost and so the story of christ influencing our ordinary lives um is what we like to highlight mm. that's mm. right and uh, that's interesting i actually only learned that recently i thought that it was ordinary because it was um you know, ordinary and extraordinary but it's it's actually from the Latin um, for numbering, right? That's uh, right. Yeah, hmm. there's a little refresher for me. <laughs> but, but to me, I think it's also it is a little bit of a of a play on that word too, though. Yeah. Um, because we our our first album was an Advent album, Advent and Christmas, and okay. a lot of the music we've played over the years has been Advent and Christmas music. Um, and so, uh, which is obviously this amazing. Uh, highlight of the church calendar to celebrate and so much good music mm -hmm. um, comes from this time of year uh, but uh, being called ordinary time was sort of funny in that regard because it's you know it's the the time of the calendar that isn't marked by the special holiday um, yeah. and yet it's the time we spend most most of our lives in and so uh, yeah I, I, the, the name is continue to grow on me. I think it was Jill. You're the one that <laughs> came up with it in the first place. I think it's lovely. <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. So um, we're going to play some of this music uh, throughout the, the rest of this program, but I thought it would be lovely just to hear a little bit about how um, the three of you met and, um, and a little bit about the genesis of the band. Hmm. 
you want to take this, Jill? Sure. We mm-hmm. met in seminary in Vancouver, British Columbia at a, at a school called Regent College. So we were in graduate school for theology. We were all in their theology and the arts program. So mm-hmm. talking about art and its role in the life of faith. And we took a class together. We kind of knew each other um, and maybe have played a tiny bit together, just one-on-one, but um, we were in a Christian history of Christian worship class and did some projects together, started playing through that. And uh, our bandmate, Peter said, let's do a Christmas album so we can give a gift to our families this year. And so we did that. And, um, and our friends, our friends there loved it and um, wanted to see it continue. And so we just kind of kept it going. So we've, lived apart from each other for probably 16 of the 17 years we've been playing um, and have just been really thankful and kind of surprised and thankful to be able to keep going after all these years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. And tell us about the the makeup of the band. What are the instruments? Yeah. So um, sort of guitar driven. It's a, it's a folk trio. Um, And so there's usually a guitar, acoustic guitar, sometimes two, and then a, a whole smattering of other stringed instruments. Um, I play a bit of banjo and mandolin, and mm-hmm. Peter plays banjo as well. Um, and Jill plays violin. And oh. and then the, the, the really one of the highlights that, of our music is just the three-part harmonies. We spend a lot of time working on our, our vocal harmonies together, um, which we love. It's one of the, it's one of the joys of singing together. Uh, and uh, yeah, but that that's basically it. When we record, we've often added other things, but the, the basic um, kind of framework is the is the guitar mm-hmm. plus some additions, yeah. And piano. Ben plays piano, piano on, yeah. on a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Really yeah. nice. Shall we listen to um, some of this music? What would you like us to hear first? Ooh. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> whatever you think. Um, we have an old, our oldest one that I sent you today is Come to Us, Emmanuel. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, yeah sure. it'd be a good intro sense. into Advent music in general. Yeah, no, I really like this one, actually. And I think it, it may be the very first one of yours that I heard um, about a year ago. So, And I think it's, as you say, it's a good one to play um, in this Advent season. So here it is, Come to Us, Emmanuel, played by the band Ordinary Time, whom we are listening to here on Just Life.
Longing to see your face To worship at your feet Isaiah's vision did stun for When you descended into Listening to Just Life on Radio Maria, that was Come to Us, Emmanuel, sung by the band Ordinary Time, whom we have the privilege of actually having on this program if you've just tuned in. And uh, two members from that three piece band, uh, Ben and Jill, have been talking to us about the beginning of the band and how it started when the three of them were in seminary. And uh, you say that was about 17 years ago, if I remember. Right. Yes. Yep. And this was about this was a an album. That's from an album that you made um, for your for your friends and family as a Christmas gift. That's right. That's really cool. And did you ever um, have to sort of go back and remaster it or something like that, or did you have everything that you needed at the time? Yeah, I think I think that album is pretty much as it was recorded, mixed and mastered. Um, originally we've i think we've reprinted some cds since uh-huh. then but but uh those recording that was our, our first recording before we were even really a band mm-hmm. and uh peter the member that's not with us today was very 
he's a good motivator. He gets ideas and brings people along. So we we uh, we recorded that really quite quickly and um and uh, yeah, it, it felt like a little bit of a spur of the moment project. Uh, mm. And then the. Um, it was well received by our friends and family and, and the people that that knew us at school, and so I'm that was sure. yeah. part of the part of the prompting to continue playing together was that it, it seemed to something magical seemed to happen. Did um, you did you ever think that you'd be on a radio station in England um, when you did that? I didn't even think that two months ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the foggiest we will have arrived. Yeah, well, you've made it. That goal so of glad. So glad. They're all we waiting did. for we... you to do an, uh, an England tour now. Oh, excellent. <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh, what are you going to say, Jill? Oh, we, we recorded and mastered that CD in a, in a studio in Vancouver in two days. So 14 wow. songs in two days, which if you've ever done any recording yeah. in a studio, it's, that was a lot. So some things literally were the first take, that's especially amazing. one of Ben's songs was the first take. We're like, okay, that's all we have time for. <laughs> it's not recommended. It's no, not recommended, it's not, but it's you fun. know, uh, but it is, it, it, it what is recommended is having the motivation of some time in the studio to really make decisions and get things done. But mm -hmm. ideally a little more time than that. <laughs> yeah. And Tim, we, we did go back a few years ago. It was actually um, during the kind of the shutdown with COVID a few years ago. Yeah. And a friend wrote some string arrangements for some of the songs in that oh, album. Yeah. And we recorded, it's the only thing we've ever recorded long distance actually, but it has, there's an EP with about five of the songs in okay. that album on it. Um, just a new, a newer recording with a string section with it, which is, is nice for something different. Oh, that's wonderful. And who does most of the writing of this stuff? It's really quite a mix. Um, uh, we all write some. P Peter and I write, write uh, quite a lot of it. Um, Jill writes some too. Yeah. Okay. It's, and, and then we, we started off... Um, I guess our albums progressively have more and more original material on them until our, our most recent album is all, all original yeah. songs. But, uh, but we do, um, the people that like our music are often big hymn fans. They like, mm. they like older hymns and the arrangements we do of, of old hymns are oftentimes people's favorites. So mm. we, uh, we, we've always gravitated towards some of those, um, some of those hymns as well. Um, and certainly that's been a big influence in our writing too. It's just, is uh, that particular whole sort of yeah. genre of church music. But, yeah. Well, there's so much in, in the lyrics of those old hymns, isn't there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very rich and uh, demand a lot of attention, sometimes more than we have time to give them when we yeah. sing them kind of quickly on a Sunday morning. But, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's really cool. And could you sort of put your finger on a particular hymn that's been very, very um, kind of popular or like a, uh, given a lot of uh, a lot of people have have responded to? Mm. Jill, uh, what do you think? <laughs> so the 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 hymn on Spotify that's been played the most is "How Firm a Foundation." It's all about scripture and just mm -hmm. um, the importance of scripture in the life of the believer. I don't, who wrote it, Ben? I don't even remember off the top of my head. Uh, it's an American hymn. I, I don't remember either. Yeah, an American hymn. <laughs> I know there is such a thing. I can't really call it an old hymn. If it's an American hymn, I'm sorry. 
but we've got there's some other ones like of, of the father's love begotten is, yeah. is one that, that i mean that Definitely. is an old hymn that's fourth century text so by yeah. anybody by Tradition. anybody's standard yeah um and and uh come thou fount of every blessing is one of the first hymn arrangements we right. we worked on together um mm -hmm. but yeah. there's a quite a few yeah, and I love the way that you using a sort of a more folk idiom to to interpret these <laughs> hymns, which I think works really beautifully. I mean, there's a lot of people who try and bring out Christmas albums and they try and do something like a, um, you know, whether it's something jazzy or mm -hmm. you know, like a pop thing. Or, but I think that the the folk idiom really it works so well um, because you don't have to you don't have to kind of completely uh, tear the hymn apart and put it back together again. And, and, and yet you sure. can do something really new with it, which is, which is yep. lovely. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's a, there's a, um, yeah, that's a, that, that kind of roots American sound. It's not really that's right. yeah. Appalachian music, but it's influenced by that. And it's, it, it really lends itself beautifully to that, yeah. to a lot of those hymns. Now, we have, <clears throat> Yeah, go for go it, Jim. Oh, we, we have a setting of the Magnificat on that first album. It's called Mary's mm. Song. Yes. And Peter wrote it. And um, that was just one of the example, I think a good example of this folk tradition lending itself really well to really deep and meaningful and sweeping texts. Mm. Um, I, there was just an article posted on Christianity Today um, about the Magnificat and how our Christ, uh, Christmas um perceptions of Mary in popular culture are often like, Mary, did you know? And yes. these songs that are kind <laughs> yeah. of like focusing on um, Mary as a, as a mom of this baby and pondering mm. that and treasuring it, yeah. which is also in scripture. But mm. the song that she sings gets, sometimes gets portrayed less often. And yes. it's revolutionary and sweeping mm. with these justice themes and how God's going to mm -hmm. turn the world upside down. And that, and so she was highlighting some, different renditions of the Magnificat just as something, mm. you know, something to yeah. make sure that we could see and focus on during Advent. And I thought our version of Mary's song and, and lots of acoustic versions get those sweeping themes mm -hmm. and carry it in this really like frail and stripped down intimate way, acoustically yeah. and musically that I, I feel like is Mary, right? Like it, it was these, so this grand narrative in this person, this, mm -hmm. this you know, woman and, um, anyway, I yeah. just thought, why don't we listen to that one? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Good idea. Yeah, it's a good let's one. Let's do that. Let's, here it is. <laughs> How can it be that I... Remember me For he has 
Mary's song, sung by the band Ordinary Time, whom we have here on Just Life today, busy telling us about the stories behind the music. And um, it's lovely, really, to to hear that song again. I think that was probably, again, one of the first ones that kind of caught my eye. And I see that on the same album, you also have Shepherd's Song and you have Simeon's Song as well. Mm -hmm. Is there a connection Mm -hmm. between those different songs? We were. I mean, Ben wrote the Shepherd song and Simeon song, but we, and then in, in our other Advent album, we have um, Zachariah's song, uh-huh. Gabriel's song. Yeah. So we're taking this nativity story and looking at it from different perspectives and focusing on the words that different characters and, and, and imagining, especially in the Shepherd song, Ben's imagining mm-hmm. what it would be like to be one of those shepherds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's, there's each, each person who witnesses the coming of Christ has, has a, a different perspective, but it's all to the same end in, in, in mm-hmm. a sense, um, grappling with the same mystery and the same wonder that, that God has come. For, for me, Simeon's song is, the, the Simeon text, I think it, it might be an epiphany text. I don't even remember where that, that text actually belongs mm-hmm. in the um, in the lectionary, but but in any case, I, I love it as an Advent text because it's he's someone who's waited for a long time. He's been given this promise that he, he's going to survive to see the coming Messiah. doesn't say how old he is, but um, most depictions of Simeon are as an old man in the temple who's waited a long time to, for the fulfillment of this promise, not just to Israel, but to himself personally, that you, you will live to see the hope of Israel come. And so, you, you know, in Luke two it captures this moment where that, that promise is fulfilled mm. and it's just wonderful and, and powerful. And he, yeah. he responds, he makes the connection that Jesus will be hope to the Gentiles, not just to the Jews. And then he turns to Mary and offers these really hard, ominous words about mm. the, the, the conflict that will come from this child. Um, the, the, you know, it'll, he'll be a sign of the rising and falling of many. And so to me, it's an amazing text, both the hope of Christ, the peace that he's bringing, 
um, but also foresees the resistance to, to God's plan that will, that'll, you know, it shows up very quickly in the gospels when you see the Herod's response to, yeah. to Jesus' birth. Um, so yeah, that's, those are just a couple of the perspectives. Um, yeah, I I find it very interesting that when Simeon is is saying that prayer, and he says, "My my eyes have seen the salvation um, mm. which you have prepared for all the world to see," he's looking mm. at the face of a little child. Exactly. You know, and and what kind of spiritual insight must he have had in that yes. moment to be able to look at the face of a child and say that my eyes have seen the salvation. Um, which which you have prepared for all the world um, to see, I think. It, mm. And I, I'd like to know from from you, um, what is it like exploring these themes in song? Because um, it it works both ways. I imagine you have the things that you've prayed about and meditated on in scripture, and then you bring it to um, maybe the writing or maybe the the playing of the music. But then it works the other way as well, right? Where you are um, busy meditating on the themes while you're playing them or while you're singing them and you get fresh insights. So uh, either way, tell me uh, tell me something about, about that process, uh, specifically with Advent stuff. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, take a shot at that. It's a great question. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jill, interrupt me any moment. Yes. Um, to me... Um, writing Christmas music, in a sense, any music that's pointing to Christ, you're, you're, you're entering this realm of deep mystery. Um, you're, you're engaging with things that are not easy to, to comprehend and explain. Um, and in the essence, really, the, the central mystery of the Christian faith is the incarnation. It's, it's the fact that the God who made all things, the God who is really stands outside of his creation, enters into it and becomes completely vulnerable um, and plays by the rules of, of the, the universe he made, mm. um, including vulnerable to, 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 to suffering and to death and to injustice. And, yeah. and any, to, to me, when I try to write songs and, and, and because we're talking about Christmas, well, just in this context, mm -hmm. Christmas, you see that mystery just kind of in your face. <laughs> you know, the, the um, it's a paradox. The, the paradox of Christmas is is astounding. That you know, you have the angels blowing the sky up, talking about how the Lord has come, and it's a message of hope. And then everybody runs to see what these angels are announcing, and it's just like you know, it's kind of an anticlimax. Honestly, if you were there, you'd be like, what, <laughs> where, you know, uh, but no, it isn't. It's, it's really him. It's the Lord. And that is just such a, to try to capture something of not just true to scripture or theologically accurate, but to try to capture something of the, the beauty of that mystery, the, how breathtaking it is, mm -hmm. is one of the tasks of, of writing good Christmas music. <laughs> yeah. And, and, music when you have a text that somehow can revel in that mystery or reveal some aspect of that wonder but then set it to music that can augment it mm -hmm. um that's a that's i think it's a, just a big goal of mine is to try to how to how to deliver 
a text that is well-crafted, um, but in such a way that, that gives it the weight it deserves and, and maybe the sense of, you know, the mystery that it deserves. Yeah. And um, yeah, what so I'm always thinking about that musically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, how to deliver a particular line musically is, um, is important yeah. to me, and it's, but it's a huge challenge. Yeah. And, and, but to answer your first question, it's true. It's, uh, you, you know, we're not just like mining the text, trying to come up with some great song idea or whatever. As as you as you try to write a song, for me anyway, as I try to write a song, um, the process of doing that is a, is a process of engaging in the text that I don't do any other way. It's, yeah. it, you know, you you end up seeing things in the text as you try to articulate them or rearticulate them, that, um, and so the it's a definitely a, a spiritual discipline of sorts hmm. uh, or, or different, different way of engaging. And mm-hmm. when you try to try to write a song, see being true to the text, but also bringing something of your own creativity to it. Yeah. 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 I don't know, Jill, if you have anything to. No, I think I, I totally agree with that. And, and um, Tim, what you said that the text with the music, they can both give back yeah. to you too, as mm-hmm. you, as you explore it and, and write it and then listen, listen to it. Um, uh, there's one song um, I wrote for Advent called All Shall Be Well. And it's not a setting of a particular biblical text. It's more trying to explore biblical themes. And um, at the end, it's talking about how we're still waiting for Christ to come back and the wars are still going on. The darkness seems to overcome and how we need Christ to return and to fix all of this once and for all. Mm-hmm. And there's a refrain throughout the song that's just, all shall be well, just really soft kind mm. of. And um, and it gets to that tension point where we're looking at the world and seeing that all is not well, but mm-hmm. longing for it to be well. And I was like, how do you how do you go back to saying all shall be well, even at the most point of tension where you feel like you don't even have the faith to say it? Mm. And mm. I just went I decided to just do the music there like the strings took the melody for just a minute. Mm -hmm. And I remember that being like a real breath to me, like, Mm. Oh, sometimes it's beauty. Sometimes it's things that are not even spoken or are able to be articulated Mm -hmm. that can keep us clinging to this hope that one day all shall be well, that can maybe give us enough faith to be able to say the words again Mm -hmm. later. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, So that was just one small example for me of when music was able to, music that I was working on was able to speak to me through God. And when, yeah. when you were working on that, is this something that you'd planned out carefully in your mind before, or was it something that happened while you were writing it? It was while, yeah, while I was writing it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. I had been leading a lessons and carol service. And at the beginning of a lessons and carol service, there's usually this text about Abraham yeah. in Genesis yeah. from Genesis. And there's hardly any songs to go with that. Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to write a song that can go for that text in everyone's Latin and carol services from now on. So I, it starts out with Abraham, but it kind of goes through the whole. But then once, yeah, when it, when it was in that moment of tension, it was like that was, yeah, trying to wrestle with how to handle that musically and, and lyrically. Yeah. Great. Well, let's listen to that one then. So this is All Shall Be Well, written by Jill and sung by Ordinary Time. Called him into the night, said, Abram, count the stars so bright. Through you, true peace will come. 
That was All Shall Be Well, written by Jill of Ordinary Time, who's been telling us about their wonderful music, and, um, well, you can hear it for yourself. That was really beautiful, Jill. I really love that. Do you know um, of the English mystic Julian of Norwich? Yes. Right. That's Did, where the phrase comes from. Of course. All right. <laughs> By way <laughs> of T.S. Eliot for me first. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Wanted to, just wanted to um, make sure that, that I was getting the right um, right reference there. But that's, mm-hmm. yeah, lovely. Really good. And have, have any... Um, uh, lessons and carols picked up on on this piece yet or is it fresh I, off the I, press I, I think a few yeah no this was from 2016 so I make okay. sure to like post the chord charts and yeah. the string parts and the there's a little choral arrangement that I did that so try to get it out there so that people can use it mm-hmm. we have great sympathy for music directors across the yes. world trying try, <laughs> yeah. try to patch together lessons and carol services it's not easy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a clever move to make in, in one sense, but that's it's clearly not just a clever move because you've put so much um, you've put so much into that. It's got such a beautiful spirit. Um, I wanted to know a little bit about what you do because it seems that this is not a thing that you do all the time. Um, the band that is ordinary times. So I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, what keeps you busy for the rest of of the time. Maybe maybe. Want to go, Ben? Yeah, sure, I'll go. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, uh, work at and direct a branch of an organization called Labrie Fellowship, which is a Ah. a Christian study center, um, and community. So it's, it's notoriously difficult to, to explain in few words, but it's, it's, uh, started in Switzerland. Um, Mm, I know about it. Edith Schaefer started it. Yeah. Um, and it's very much trying to, um, to offer hospitality to people that come with questions, uh-huh. um, oftentimes pretty fundamental questions about the truth of the Christian faith. Other times, you know, maybe people of faith just gra- grappling with, with questions about how to live in the world as it is and um, any number of different things. But we, we, uh, we host people, we have a lot of meals with people who are staying at Libri. A lot of the discussions that take place there are around the meal table, so it's very hospitality-based. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're engaging with ideas and trying to help people to think about the, the cultural moment that they're living in and and um, sometimes help them work through vocational questions. It all depends on who shows up. So, um, And it's people of faith and people maybe not of faith as well? Yeah, yeah. It's I would, most, Mostly people of faith, but that's not... That's not our plan. That's just mm-hmm. who God sends us. Um, but um, very often people who, who aren't quite sure what they believe, maybe they, they are from a Christian background, but um, for one reason or another, something isn't syncing up for them in, in their life and, and aren't sure quite what they believe. Sometimes we have people that come that are just very, very open about not being Christians, but yeah. you don't you don't show up to Labrie unless you're open to talking mm-hmm. about it. So... Um, yeah, there, so that, that's what we do. Is there a place for, for your music in, in that life? Yes. Uh, I mean, a lot of people that come through Labrie are, are interested in the arts. Um, and Labrie has, has a history of um, encouraging people to engage in the arts as Christians and to, to, and to just think about culture and the arts mm-hmm. as Christians. Um, 
And so, but you personally, uh, I up, you, do you do much music personally apart from ordinary time? I do a lot with my church, and I do, you know, uh, a bit at Labrie. Um, particularly, we have a we have like a prayer meeting every Monday morning, and we sing some hymns, and uh, I teach gospel songs by ear. So we sort of teach some three part harmony to the students there. Yeah, cool. um, so that's incorporated into the work, and then and then in just dealing face to face with individuals that come very often music is important and so we end up talking about that um but i don't do like a lot of playing at the brief but it is it is part of my life and it's um everything you do as part of your life kind of is um on in a sense on display for the library students so um yeah how about you joe um so my husband, um, I also met in seminary with Ben and Peter, mm-hmm. um, and we've been in, we were in full-time ministry together for a while. He's a pastor and I was a worship director. And since having kids, I have four small children. Um, that keeps me busy mostly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I don't do that, um, as my job anymore, just volunteer. And he still is a pastor. Um, and I teach some music lessons and I work a little bit at the kids school, um, organizing and or like planning their chapel curriculum and chapel services. It's a, a Christian school. So that I get to do music um, there a little bit in church a little bit, but um, I miss, I miss Ben and Peter mostly just mm. <laughs> wishing I could play more life with them too. <laughs> we miss you cool. too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I want to ask you a, a few more questions, but let's, uh, let's listen to another um, piece of music from um, some of the ones that uh, I have not heard yet because um, uh, you've sent me some new ones and I'm quite excited about that. Uh, There's one that's called With Death in Mind. And I gave gave it a bit of a listen before um, we came on air because it had just come into my my inbox. But can we listen to that one? Is that cool? Sure, yes. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So here it is. And this is an an Advent one as well? Yes. Yes, it is. Cool, here it is. Melodies that fade and 
spring in this old thirsty world. With Death in Mind by Ordinary Time, who we have here on Just Life. And um, a really wonderful song. I enjoy that very much. Um, Unfortunately, we were talking for a lot of the time off air. So I'm going to have to listen to it again. But um, I'm going to enjoy doing that, definitely. And um, so who's behind these lyrics? They're very interesting. That's that's my song. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, you know, Jill, your 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 little hey. ones come to join us. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, we're we're cool with that. Sorry, Ben, you were going to say something. Oh yeah, I was just. Um, I mean, it's obviously not not a not a title and a and a, a topic that comes up in a lot of Christmas songs, but it is. Uh, like like I was saying earlier, just tr- trying to trying to engage imaginatively with with some of the mystery of the incarnation um and that you know w- w- what is it that that makes christmas uh the good news of peace and of great joy well, it's um sometimes in our popular culture we sort of lose lose sight of the fact that it's well it's because of what he came to do that's yeah. that's actually the peace that we need most fundamentally is uh-huh. the peace between us and God that's only possible through his through his death, which was part of the plan, even yeah. though it looks like a, a, a failure of plans. But yeah. um, and so just that it's just sobering. It's, I was not not trying to be a a downer mm-hmm. <laughs> during the holidays, but like let's just remember why he came and why why it is good news. He yeah. he he enters life with death in mind. There's he's born, but there's a grave there's a grave for him. Um, and one of the lines that I thought was just a little bit on, you know, teetering on the edge of, I don't, I'm not really sure, but I'm not, <laughs> just this idea that, you know, the Lord has no rival. And yet as a tiny child, he's not just born courageous. He's, he, he learns, he, he learns to, to, uh, he knows what it is to be afraid. He's from, from the very moment of his birth. He's, he's sought after by people that want to worship him and sought after by people that want to kill him. And that's, that's the, the reality of what God's holiness coming into the world provokes, provokes resistance. And, uh, it is a wonderful time for us to, to think about these things. I think, you know, like is, um, entering into, our world is is entering into it with with all that it comes you know all, all that exactly. our world has like and we've been doing that a little bit on the radio there's a we've Ooh. been there's a, a a thing we do where there's a a weekly poetry course that we have and mm. um and uh th- this week was the incarnation that we were looking at um and um just to meditate on the incarnation and try and write some poetry about it. Mm. When I was doing it, I, I suddenly found, you know, myself thinking about all the implications of what it meant uh, of the incarnation of the, um, mm-hmm. you know, no, no place to lay his head, you know, like no fox's hole, no, no bird's yeah. nest. Like it's, and then, and then the only time when he really did have like 
rest in inverted commas is yeah, I was on the the floor of a of of the tomb you know for those mm. for those days um, mm. and I think that that I once heard it said I think it was Fulton Sheen he says the the cross um the shadow of the cross that was long enough to to um cast all the way to his his the cradle you know in yeah um so it's there yeah. from the beginning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah on that note <laughs> um i wanted to play uh, well i actually had a, a question first and, and this this is kind of maybe changing gear a little bit but i i still find it really lovely the fact that you guys began just as a Christmas gift um, to to your friends and family. And I, I want to know if, if maybe uh, you've ever thought about the fact that perhaps that has set the tone um, and a tone that has remained in, in you know, your, your music, um, that you didn't start because you were trying to, uh, you know, make it big or like you had some clever idea, but it was, it was really just a, a gift that you wanted to give. Um, has, that, has that occurred to you? Yes, I think we we often are like, okay, this is a lot of it's time and effort. Like, what's what's our purpose? We want to be clear about our our purpose, and it is still exactly that as a gift. Um, we we are not good at self promotion or any of the things that we're not going to ever live in the same place. Probably, we're not going to be able to do a lot of the things that bands do. Um, but we want to serve the church, and we want our music to just aid people in their lives of devotion and mm-hmm. on their walk of, of faith. And we talk about that a lot. I'm, I'm not just saying it now, but um, yeah. that's a good insight that it connects all the way back to the roots of, of how we started. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. There's another song that you sent me called The Herald and the Heralded. Can you tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about this one? Yeah, so that's... that's um, uh, a song just trying trying to to get into the maybe the experience of the shepherds who who both receive the message from the angels in the sky and are and are terrified. The Bible says that they're you know they're terrified and they have to be told not not to fear. Um, and then um, they both experience that, but then they also run to Bethlehem and actually see Jesus uh, in the manger, and they experience both and and this idea that the usually someone that comes as a herald is announcing someone who's even bigger and grander than themselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know, yeah. That is, that is the, that the messenger isn't the, isn't the point. Right. Okay. Um, and it's true with the Christmas story too, although it, everything about what they would, must have experienced would have looked like the opposite. Like they the herald is, the angels lighting up the sky and and the but the actual one who's being announced is this baby in a very very yeah. ordinary and undignified circumstances and and it's just that i mean it's, it's, it's just it's trying to play on that for a while um and uh jill you want to say something yeah can I jump in, Ben? Yeah. It's not just that. Ben Ben wrote this song, but in a lot of our Advent songs, um, and this one included, it ends with the looking for Christ to come again. Yeah. And so Ben ends the song with one day, 
he will not, he will need no announcer. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. will come back in glory. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of our songs, especially our Advent songs try to do that. We're, we're honoring and participating in imaginatively that first story of Christ's first coming mm-hmm. and also remembering that we're still waiting for him to come again. Mm. Yeah. Another, oh. another line of the song I just is, is important to me is, is just the, um, in the chorus, the proud they never thought to fear and the humble hardly dared to hope. It's just the, the different responses to Jesus tells you a lot about mm-hmm. the person. <laughs> mm. And uh, his coming as the Lord seems to be a great surprise to everybody. And yet, um, for some people, it's the answer to many, many hopes that were hardly even voiced. And to mm. other people, it's the, it's, it's confrontation. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good uh, that's a really good way of putting it like all all are surprised it's just some are surprised in a different way to others right right yeah 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 well i there was actually a few songs i i wanted to play but i think we're going to have to um call this one our, our last one i'm i'm afraid okay. to say um our last one for now um all right and uh, that's okay and, but we will be playing more of your stuff on, on Radio Maria for, for those who, who are eager to hear. But if people want to find your music, apart from listening to Radio Maria um, 24-7, where else can they hear <laughs> Definitely do that. <laughs> uh, we're on all those streaming platforms. So okay. Spotify and Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your music, you'd be able to find us. Also, okay. our website is OrdinaryTimeMusic.com. Great. And we have an album that's being released gradually a single at a time so you can stay stay tuned for for that okay great well i'm not non-christmas a non-christmas album sorry album. Okay. <laughs> an ordinary time album that's yeah. right that's right <laughs> oh. uh, you, you set that one up for me all right well it's been lovely guys i i really have enjoyed thank you doing so this. much thank and, you so much tim um, thank you for making this wonderful music it is it remains and it will continue to be a gift and um, mm-hmm. here is The Herald and the Heralded by Ordinary Time. You're listening to Just Life on Radio Maria. One, two, three. The angels squeezed into our sky now fell and bright to scorch the eye Lightning gathered, standing still, lighting valleys, fields, and hills. What message to the world could raise? Choirs to burst the earth with praise. News too big for history or creation to
Coming. 